Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. Hi and welcome to episode two for 2020 of the Talking Wyndham podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier and of course this is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. Uh, we, what we try and do here is take you uh, inside our city, inside some of the hidden gems uh, that exist here, uh, some people you might not know about, uh, some events you might not know about, some places you might not be aware of and uh, just some of the great uh, facilities that we have and today we're going to feature one of those. It is of course the uh, Equestrian Centre. Now we all know we drive past it on K Road, it's uh, down there near the zoo and uh, uh, the Rose Garden and the mansion and the golf course, all in that fabulous precinct uh, down on K Road. Uh, but you might not know a lot about what goes on there. Well, we're going to unveil a lot of that today with the CEO of Equestrian Victoria. His name is Matthew Brown. The guest on this edition of Talking Winter is Matthew Brown, who's the CEO of Equestrian Victoria. Hello, Matthew. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me in here, Kevin. It's lovely to have you in here. Now, tell us uh, Equestrian Victoria and the Equestrian Centre at Werribee. What's the connection there? Well, uh, Equestrian Victoria is the recognised governing body for equestrian sport in Victoria. Yep. The Werribee Park Equestrian Centre is uh, leased by Equestrian Victoria and Polo, uh, the Victorian Polo Association okay. through Parks Victoria. It is a dedicated equestrian facility in the broader sense and has been around or has been used as such for the better part of 50 years. Mm. It's 34 hectares. It's a terrific community asset and it caters for not only your traditional Olympic disciplines of dressage, jumping, eventing and so forth, but also other disciplines and other user groups from within the equine community, including polo and uh, breed societies. So um, really Equestrian Victoria and our colleagues at the VPA are custodians for the centre. Um, and we've been in there now for the better part of 30 years, I think it is. All right. Tell us a little about yourself. Um, your background's in sports management before you came to Equestrian Victoria. Yeah, I am actually uh, originally out of New Zealand. So the, the uh, listeners had, had kind of picked that up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no teasing. Um, no, I'm originally out of New Zealand. I graduated from university there with a business degree in sport management. And I was really heavily involved in university sport while I was at university and immediately following. Uh, and then on graduation, I went and worked. I was lucky enough to get a role within what was a burgeoning sort of a industry in professional sport management. And I was initially the uh, administration manager and then CEO of Croquet New Zealand. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was terrific fun. I had five years there and got to meet some wonderful people and had some some great mentors who are typically older older people and yeah. uh, with a lot of life experience and that um, I had five terrific years there. We had a really great time and then I had the opportunity to come across to Australia to do some broader commercial work and um, I'd always wanted to do that with the benefit of getting back into sport management because as as I believe and as I think we've seen, sport management has really been legitimised by people taking it up as a career, uh, people uh, getting educated in that space, a lot of lawyers and accountants and People with higher education are coming th- across into the sector with something to uh, add, yep. and it's a very competitive space. And you know, it sort of became a proper job. It went from being just looking after, in a, almost a voluntary way, mm. running a club or running an organisation or helping a mate out who was, uh, you know, a successful player in some sport, 
to then becoming a vocation. And yeah. it's become a very, very important, a very multi-million uh, dollar vocation in yeah. many areas, sports yeah. management. Well, we're not paid multi-million dollars. <laughs> but, uh, not every area. I'm sure, uh, I think we're probably all aware that, you know, sport and recreation is a significant contributor yeah. to the economy. and. Victoria is widely regarded as the sporting capital of the world. Yeah. So um, and with the benefit of some of that broader commercial work, I had an opportunity to join Calisthenics Victoria. Yep. And I was there for uh, four years as CEO, and we saw some tremendous successes there as well with the amalgamation of the Coaches Association into our state body. And for those of you who don't know, Calisthenics is you know, 9,000 strong organisation, predominantly female, yep. 120-something clubs across Victoria. and Oh, obviously that many. Yeah, Jeez. a tremendous, tremendous environment, I think. And, you know, the competition aspect's one side of it, but one of the best aspects to calisthenics is the empowerment of young women and, and supporting them in their development. It's, they provide tremendous role models. And uh, it was it really was terrific. So how do you finish up being the, the CEO of Equestrian Victoria? How do you make that jump? Well, there's a lot that's... That's the question people ask, I suppose. They say, well, did you do calisthenics? No, I'd never been involved with it. And, I, and e- equally, I'd, whilst I may have ridden a horse uh, once or twice in my life, I, I'm not from a horse background. Yeah. So the profession being what it is, sport management, um, an opportunity arose to join Equestrian Victoria towards the end of what was then 2017. Hmm. And I formally came on board earlier in 2018. And um, the organisation... It's a tremendous organisation full of many, many dedicated volunteers across a whole cross-section of sports. So Equestrian Victoria isn't just one sport, it's a whole lot of sports mm. under the Equestrian banner. Uh, and I mentioned earlier dressage and jumping and eventing, but there's also show horse and vaulting and driving, um, and the list goes on and on. So each of those sport disciplines, if you will, has its own personality and uh, that's the real challenge, I suppose, within and, and was attractive to me was the the opportunity to work within a multidisciplinary sport, yep. one with, that is at a world championship and Olympic level, and probably you know like anybody, I suppose we want to leave our organisation in a better position than when we took it over, um, and I think we're moving along in that direction. We've had some successes. Uh, we've sort of turned around some of the financials from the last couple of years. And we're making a real investment in Werribee Park, which is tremendously exciting. Was the was seeing Werribee Park a, a surprise to you when you kind of took the role on and and look at this facility, which is you know, an amazing and world class facility? Yeah, look, I suppose I hadn't been there myself, and and I hadn't spent a lot of time in the city of Wyndham. Yep, uh, spending more and more time out there now, and I have to say, we have just formally relocated our staff out there because oh, okay. it is the spiritual home of the sport. And Werribee Park is where we run our events, and I'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, I'm sure. But it's where our members engage us. And, you know, we've got around 5,000 members of Equestrian Victoria. But we we treat the responsibility of being the custodians of that facility very, very seriously. And we've put some considerable resources and uh, investment into ensuring that it's viable moving forward mm. into the future uh, and that it's a safe environment and somewhere where people, our members and, and the broader industry can be proud of. What um, what events are, I mean, for the people who just drive past it down K Road or, or, or you know, see a little bit about it in, in uh, online uh, posts and stuff, what, what actually happens down there? Tell us some of the eventing that does go on down there. Well, uh, 
Right now, in fact, we're about to have our Barristock Horse of the Year show. It's one of your premium events, yeah, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it is. It, it's within the discipline of show horse. It's our state championships, if you will, and people who attend this event are able to then qualify for the show horse nationals, which we also have successfully tended and will be running for the next three years at Werribee Park. Okay. There's a lot of um, reasons we invest in Werribee Park, and just one of those is the fact that it gives our members a home. It gives them a state equestrian centre. Equally, we want to run as many events, both local and national there, because it gives us an opportunity to put the, any uh, surpluses back into reinvestment into the facility. It means our people don't have to spend as much money travelling into state to events. Yep. It develops. It op- provides an opportunity to develop our coaches and our officials in, in a home home environment. But also when we run events there, it gives us the opportunity to engage a broader community and a commercial community who can then be involved in a sport who may not have been traditionally involved. Um, and that then raises the profile. And as with anything, every sport nowadays, uh, we're in an increasingly competitive space with the professionalism of women's AFL, yep. uh, netball, soccer, cricket, Basketball, the list goes on and on. And we're, there's only so much of a talent pool you can draw, draw absolutely, it from. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we're competing for members. Yeah. Um, maybe one of the, the strongest things we have in our um, in our back pocket is the fact that, you know, having a horse and the horse, it is really a lifestyle. And uh, you cannot, like, I, I play golf and while I can put my golf clubs in the cupboard, you can't do that for a, <laughs> with a horse. You can't leave a horse alone. So yeah, very it's, it's very much a <laughs> intergenerational sport. It's something that a passion that's handed down from family member to family member, and and it's a, it's a true commitment. It's quite extraordinary. The uh, the entry level for the sport is is quite young, isn't it? With pony clubs and things like that to get involved in the sport, and and you cater for that as well at the at the at the Werribee Equestrian Centre. So. Yeah, in fact, you know we come back to Barristock. Um, Barristock's a, a great example of how we uh, sort of broaden our reach across industry because whilst it's an equestrian Victoria run event, it it also engages Pony Club Victoria members, Horse Riding Clubs Association of Victoria members, breed societies. Yeah. It's an event that in this year, our 51st year, Barristock Horse of the Year, will have over 1,200 entries and will have three days of competition with 15 rings. There wasn't a time that far ago, far back in history, that it was only a one-day event with three rings. So it's grown exponentially. And uh, we've just had the summer show, which is a qualifier for next year's Barristock in January. And now we're leading into a really busy part of the year. Uh, we've got uh, a very busy march, particularly with Dressage and Jumping with the Stars, which is a premier equ- equestrian event here in Victoria, which brings people in from all over the country, primarily in the in the disciplines of Dressage and Jumping. But we also run pony lead classes and, and an eventing competition as well. And then we've got that Victorian state titles for jumping are immediately following that, and that's encouraged a lot of people to stick around from interstate to compete in that oh, event. okay. And then on the back of uh, the jumping state titles, we've got the Interschool Victoria uh, state titles from April 2 to 6. So three very big weeks with you know hundreds and hundreds of competitors, even more horses, and people staying on site. So the beauty of Werribee Park is that we've got 181 stables. We've got close to double that in, in uh, camping facilities, both mm. powered and unpowered. Oh, okay. So people come in with their floats, with their horse trucks, with their families, and they stay on site. And, uh, you know, they'll be on site for maybe one or two nights 
through to a week or more as they um, compete and enjoy the facilities and, and interact with their community. That obviously has enormous economic benefits for the city of Wyndham, yeah. uh, not only in profile but in, in actual going into shops and restaurants and uh, and places and spending your money. Yeah, you did right. And look, we're starting to do some some detailed analysis of that. And just last year, with the help of Wyndham City through Leslie Rogan and Daryl Wilson, and I can't thank the city enough for their support, um, We've we brought the in-school national championships to Victoria and uh, Sport and Recreation Victoria were very kind in supporting that event financially as well. But as a part of that financial support, they needed some data, some analytics and some reporting around yeah. it. And Daryl and Leslie's and the, and the team over at uh, Wyndham City have supported us by providing some detailed analysis around the economic impact. And for those six days, five days of competition and roughly six with people bumping in and bumping out, the impact was assessed to be over a million dollars for that one week with wow. about 400 competitors and about 600 horses. So mm. um, yeah, it really is quite substantial. Now, you multiply that one event by the number of events we have of that size uh, throughout the throughout the course of the year, and the economic impact is quite considerable. Yeah. Sport and Recreation Victoria, I'm really thrilled to announce, and I suppose this is another first for your listeners today, okay. is that um, Sport and Recreation Victoria have recognised – us and the ability of Equestrian Victoria and the Equestrian Centre and bringing events, significant sporting events to um, to Werribee in the city of Wyndham, have just committed a significant sporting events program funding for the next three years to uh, Equestrian Victoria for the hosting of the Melbourne International Three Day Event, which is probably our premier event. It's it's in the sport of eventing, the discipline of eventing, which yep. if you don't know, it encourage it encompasses three disciplines. It's first of all dressage on day one. The cross-country phase on day two, which is something that people may f- be familiar with from the Olympic Games, yeah. and Tokyo is only less than six months away. Yeah. And then on day three, the jumping element. And riders will ride the same horse in all three elements, and it's it's the best of the best. It's a tremendous, a tremendous event, and Melbourne Three Day is a Tokyo qualifier. Uh, it was certainly last year. I think it's, again, this year. I have to check that, but... In the lead up to the games, the uh, selections are very, very late because we've got two athletes. We've got the rider, of course, but then the horse. So yep. the, um, the uh, our equine athlete has to be sound. And um, Melbourne International is just growing year on year. It's a, a tremendous event. It um, is our biggest event. It last year brought in over eight thousand spectators into the facility for uh, for the co- over the course of the weekend. The uh, the fact that you've got a sport that has got an Olympic and are representing your country. Tag to it makes it makes it much more attractive to to people as, from a spectator point of view, but also a participant point of view because mm. we we know of the late Gillian Rolton and mm. uh, and Andrew Hoy is going to his I think his eighth Olympic Games yeah. uh, in Tokyo if he's selected for the team, which he obviously will be. But yeah, it's a sport that has a great history uh, and, and a sport that has a great future in terms of what you're able to achieve as an individual and a, a, you know for the sport itself. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose our challenge as an organisation is how we leverage off that because. Uh, as good as we know it is and as, as committed as our community is, our challenge is to share that story with a broader, broader community. And um, you know, we've just affiliated with the Committee for Wyndham and I, I can't uh, congratulate Barbara and the team there enough for the work they're doing in broadening their reach. Uh, and certainly we've been engaged and involved in a couple of events over the last two years. But formalising that relationship, we really value what they do yep. and and value the network that's provided through the Committee of Wyndham. 
and um, the opportunity to showcase Werribee Park is a significant economic contributor to the region. It brings people in. They get to spend their money. They support local businesses. Yep. And um, we've got a real story to tell there. That, that's an amazing precinct, isn't it, That uh, the precinct there with, with the mansion, with Shadowfax Wines, mm. with the zoo. Yeah. Uh, and, and often I think uh, the equestrian centre is a little little lost in the middle of that somewhere. Yeah, I think to some extent it's a little forgotten, isn't yeah. it? I mean, we've got the golf course, we've got the cliffs, of course, and I know there's some work going into developing that as a, as a tourist um, uh, centre. Uh, the mansion, of course, is where Melbourne Three Day actually runs part of the course yeah. right through the mansion. And into present. the golf course, I remember famously one year there were all things pegged off when I was playing golf down there, and I, th- I said, "What's this all about?" They said, "Oh, that's the the equestrian people will be running." I'm the what? Yeah, well, I hope you hit <laughs> your ball straight <laughs> down the down the uh, along the river on the eleventh hole. I think it is. That's a that's a wonderful facility too. It's yeah. quite remarkable. Um, look the. You're right. the The challenge for us as an equestrian centre is to to secure our place in the in the broader precinct, I suppose, um, as a significant contributor not only to that precinct but to the broader Wyndham City. It's um, our opportunity, we're, and we're part of that Wyndham, uh, sorry, the Werribee Park Tourism Precinct yep. Marketing Committee, and and we're doing some work alongside Kate and. Kate Lind and uh, Daryl and uh, Leslie around that, promoting that area. So if, if someone's listening to this now and they saw that, you know, the, the CEO of Equestrian Victoria is going to be on, I want to find out a little bit more because my kids or I might be interested. How do you, how do you get involved in, in equestrian sports at sort of an entry level? Well, it's probably at an entry level. Um, you may well be introduced to the sport through your family or friends. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uh, learn-to-ride programs that we provide through Equestrian Australia. Equally, Pony Club, um, they provide an opportunity for education in that space, and I, I believe they do it very, very well. So, look, we've got a strong relationship with the Werribee Park uh, Pony Club, yep. and uh, they so they have a presence on site at the at Werribee. And, and if anybody within the city of Wyndham was wanting to um, learn to ride or, or want to become involved in equestrian sport, then that would be a first port of call. Uh, equally, uh, call the Equestrian Victoria office on 90130707 because uh, – we have a team there that deals with and works with our members and, and prospective members around membership and op- opportunities to be involved. Yep. Uh, the Olympics obviously did, did gives a spike to to many sports. Mm. What what sort of what plans have you got in process to to maybe on the back of the spike that you might get in the middle of the year? Gosh, it's it's exciting, isn't it? Look, we're working very closely with um, Equestrian Australia and the Equestrian High Performance Team around uh, a lot of social media initiatives around yep. promoting the sport and. And we can only hope that Andrew has selected for his eighth <laughs> games. And, yeah. and I have to highlight, you know, equestrian and Australian equestrian uh, bets well above its weight. You know, Australia is one of two countries to qualify for all three disciplines. So we'll have riders representing Australia in dressage, in show jumping mm. and in eventing at the games in Tokyo. And they we had a very, very strong showing out of the World Equestrian Games that were in Tryon in, in North Carolina last year. So it's exciting times. Equestrian Australia really does take the lead on that and we support them. They are our governing body. Um, but what we, whatever we can do to assist in that is is critical. One thing you may not know, though, mm. is in the lead-up to a Games, there is a social media or a media ban on the promotion of the athletes. The athletes and the, uh, the not only human, but also equestrian, uh, equine athletes. And that is, so there's no undue influence around or to judges and officials around who's riding where and, and what. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, I, 
and I'm led to believe we're, we're going to get a briefing on this very, very shortly, I believe. But if I was to promote what Andrew Hoy, for instance, as uh, you know, one of our great equestrian uh, athletes in, in the lead up to the games, there are serious implications for that. Wow. Mm. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Uh, I've actually spent some time uh, talking to Andrew uh, for, for another, uh, for my radio program. Uh, recently, he's a fascinating man, uh, 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 based in England these days, of course, but uh, very proudly Australian. And uh, you know, eight Olympic Games tells you that it's something special. Yeah, look, we were privileged to have Andrew here at an event in late last year, which we was co um, co supported by SAP, yep. who are a large technology company um, you may be familiar with, and Westpac. And uh, we had an evening where Andrew spoke to to an audience and uh, showed the technology that he's engaged in developing his riding and assessing performance. High performance is not about just getting out there. It's about, there's a lot of analytics that Mm -hmm. go into it. And included in that was uh, body camera. uh, It measured his speed, elevation, heart rate. um, And and against a time that is the ideal time to complete the cross-country course. And it was absolutely phenomenal. And uh, everybody was absolutely blown away by it. But he's a a true athlete, a true professional in every sense of the word. Yeah. and I can only hope that um, he's uh, fully fit as his, uh, his <laughs> mounts for uh, Tokyo. Um, what's, what's your challenges? What's your immediate challenges in in the space for Equestrian Victoria? Oh, look, we'll continue to service our membership as best we can. We're in, a, as I mentioned, a very competitive space, but we want our members, and we're doing a bunch of research around this at the moment, to really value being a member of Equestrian Victoria. Um, everything comes back to value, and we know that uh, this generation, the generations that are coming through, uh, are taking bite-sized chunks of sport and recreation. They're less formalised in their uh, membership structures. So with the commitment that is required through an equestrian passion, um, we really want to make sure that the experience that our members have is a positive one. Um, we try and, and, and ensure that well, we're cost-effective because it's an expensive sport. Yeah. And you know a lot of our members do it for the love of the horse. And that's that's absolutely the core of what, what they are and, and why they do it. The unique bond between a rider and their animal is just, it, it's truly astounding. Uh, I wanted to mention horse welfare because it has been a very hot topic in, in a number of sports involving animals and particularly with horses. Um, what uh, what are the protocols there and what, are, what, what, what should people know about that side yeah. of the business? Yeah, look, that's a really important part of what we do and, and I've Thank you for bringing that up because we've got a relationship with Racing Victoria. On the back of that negative publicity last year, yep. I'm I'm really pleased that you know we've formalised our relationships with both Racing Victoria and Racing Australia. We have a program called Off the Track Thoroughbreds. It's more more commonly referred to as OTT, yeah, and that's providing a second career for life after racing for retired thoroughbreds, and a lot of them go into the equestrian uh, sports or you know hobby hobby yep. sports or lifestyle sport. And so we see a lot of retired thoroughbreds coming through, particularly into eventing, but also into jumping, less so um, dressage, but show horse certainly as well. And we're working at the moment around developing that relationship and providing some meaningful stats. We're really pleased to that we've recently uh, negotiated uh, a data exchange between Racing Australia and Equestrian Australia through Equestrian Victoria so that we can actually provide meaningful data as to the numbers of uh, retired racehorses in the equestrian system. Oh, good. And and what they're doing. Yep. So, um, you know, that's that first toe in the water, isn't it? It's it's about getting some data, 
to provide some meaningful um, information. And yeah. look, I can only hope that that's going to give us the ability to tell some positive stories because, you know, people are very passionate about their horses yeah. and rightly so. So with through the OTT program, we've We've supported a number of events, and there are specific prizes for off-the-track thoroughbreds in oh, those okay. events and classes. Yep. Indeed, in fact, in, in Barristock Horse of the Year, that just this weekend, there are five dedicated classes for off-the-track thoroughbreds in the Equestrian Victoria uh, um, rings. Uh, and equally, all of our events are supported. So uh, we've got tremendous opportunities to, to engage and, and, and increase that in, engagement as well. It's the sort of circle of life of the horse, which is a, it's a really good thing. It's a yeah. really positive thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, show horses are, take on a number of thoroughbreds, and some of that information that will be coming across at Barristock this weekend will be, you know, where did they race last, what was their prize money, yep. size and dams, owners, who were the trainers, um, just telling the backstory. Because um, there's no reason why a, a racehorse, once finished racing, can't go on to um, other activity. Yeah, absolutely. The um, the appeal of uh, of equestrian as a as a spectator sport, it's mesmerising. Yeah. I, I was in the bush recently, and we went down to the local showgrounds, and we pulled up, and we pulled in because we saw horses doing some. They were doing mm. some eventing down at Currumbarra, so we pulled in and had a look. <clears throat> An hour and a half later, yeah. <laughs> we're still watching because it, it's mesmerising. It's 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 captivating. It's yeah. it's it's totally engaging the relationship, as you mentioned, between the horse and 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 the rider. Uh, it, it's just it's it's fantastic to watch. And did you did you find yourself critiquing one over the other? Oh, thinking that I knew far more about it than what I actually did. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> it's it's funny you say that because one of you know the benefit of technology is that within, for instance, a dressage test now. In some uh, parts of the world, the audience is able to be actively engaged in judging it themselves. Oh, really? And then being able to see how they scored a competitor or, or a combination against the judges' oh, score. Okay. And um, so that's a that's an evolution in the sport, which is really exciting. It really brings the audience oh, into yeah. the competition. Yeah. And I'm I'm hopeful that through um, some of our contacts, we'll be able to do that in the near future as well. Wow. Yeah, because I mean, it, it's one of those things, unfortunately, that you do tend to watch. And when the Olympics come around, yeah. and and not else, but you can just drive down to Werribee South on on every, probably every second weekend and see it uh, see it in action. Probably every weekend, dare every, I say? Yeah, there you because go. it's not just Equestrian Victoria that's out there. There's um there's any number of different organisations that are out there using that facility on a very regular basis. And we've got a very dedicated team down there, both in management and administration, and and of course um, facility maintenance and upkeep yep. that keep the uh, that keep the facility going. Um, how do people find out more? Do they go to the website? What's what's the easiest way to find out? Yeah, certainly the the Werribee Park website's had a bit of a, a bit of a facelift recently, so they can go to Wepnick, which is wpnec.com.au, or equally go to the Equestrian Victoria website, which is equestrianvictoria.com.au. We have uh, live calendars there, which you can segment the data by discipline. So yep. if you just want to see cross country or show jumping, then you can you can do that. But equally, you can see everything else that's going on as well. You got the Barristock this weekend uh, as we record this, mm. so good luck with that. Thank you, and uh, thank you so much for your time. It's been great to have a chat. It's an absolute pleasure. Thanks. Have a great day. A 
Thanks to Matthew, uh, the CEO of Equestrian Victoria. Now we all know a little bit more about what goes on down there and, of course, you can find out plenty more uh, just by going uh, to the website and the Facebook pages and uh, checking out what's going on. As uh, Matthew said, almost every weekend there's something going on at the uh, Equestrian Centre uh, and, of course, the big uh, weekend. This weekend, uh, as I speak, uh, recording this is for the big uh, Horse of the Year competition. So if you get a chance to get down and have a look at the Barristock Horse of the Year show, certainly uh, go and do it. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this podcast. There's plenty more coming from the Committee for Wyndham and from the Talking Wyndham podcast. I'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. <laughs>